Good evening, everybody. This is the Naked Pastor. Tonight we are talking about why should I forgive anybody anything? What's up with forgiveness? My co-hosts are Adam and Altia. They are friends from Victoria all the way down here to visit us on the south coast of KZN. Good evening, Altia. Good evening, everybody. Hi there. Welcome. Thank you for having us here. Adam and Altia. Uh, just quickly, would you tell our listeners what do you do for a living or ministry and where you guys are involved? Afti, I know that you've got a arty party thing in going. Why don't you just tell us about that as well? Are we going to go have ladies go first? Yeah, that's good. Okay, the arty party thing that Wilkais is referring to, um, that's just something that started a little of two years back after I've... Um, ended my business in the catering industry and it started why God was talking to me about um, that wish uh, he, he called man to thrive but man heard strive and that's what we do we strive um, we have to reach all these goals and we have to um, do a certain thing to be successful in life and we are just busy in this rat race running around and we are not supposed to do that. So um, I've started this, and it's all about to just relax and to spend me time and um, to have quality time. And I use the art for the girls, the ladies to relax. And then when we relax, we start hearing the voice of God. And um, that's what that's all about. And then we are involved in... But it's got a name. Oh, it does, yeah. It does, yeah. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's uh, Destiny Heart Therapy. Destiny Heart Therapy. And if someone wants to know more about it, how can they get all of it? They can find me on 082 990 8160. Yeah, look, um, I come from a telecom background. I was in the telecoms industry for 30 odd years and. Uh, Spent 20 years in Vodafone as a slave to the English uh, Vodafone, which owned the company. And uh, four years ago, um, I, God said, well, that's enough. And he opened the door for me to start selling motor vehicles. And uh, now, now I'm a full-time smos, um, buying and selling motor vehicles, and, but God has really... Um, opened up doors and he also has given me more time actually you know what has been lost and what um, you can't always blame the devil for everything but um, yeah there, are, there is definitely a little bit more time uh, spending with the family and my wife and also uh, being involved in ministry and what ministry we've been on a journey We've been involved in ministry, uh, counseling ministries, um, then children's family ministry, and for many years we did some uh, marriage counseling, presented courses, all of that. But uh, four years ago, as well, coincidentally, uh, leaving Vodacom uh, of the corporate industry, uh, I went on my first mission trip and uh, ended up on the shores of Lake Malawi, 
uh, with a group of uh, people from our church. We are from uh, Leven the Word, or Living Word, uh, uh, in uh, the west of Pretoria. It's called uh, Westerlich. Uh, there is no English word like Burewors. Burewors is Burewors. Westerlich is not Westerlight. Be- because that sounds more like a butt light. It's, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> so, we are from Westerlich, who we live in living world. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, coming back uh, from a mission trip, your life is changed. You cannot argue, with, you cannot argue with God, your life has been changed. And I saw the need for a more lasting impact in what we did, because people come to Christ, and um, on a street, and in a building, and under a tree, and doing ministry all over for weeks. And uh, then we have been involved with uh, UDA Harvest, it's a mission organization, the church planting all over Africa in 23 countries. Um, and also uh, doing training, and uh, so we've been involved as uh, just a small con- contributor. And um, then we uh, saw the need, and we got involved in Malawi uh, as church planters, as trainers, and uh, also um, erecting church and brick and mortar buildings because it's a, it is one of the poorest countries in Africa in the world. And uh, there is no infrastructure, um, you know. And uh, God has been faithful, and through the sponsorships in local and from uh, abroad, uh, over the last three and a half years, we have now been able to build uh, uh, almost 18 churches that have been completed. And uh, yeah, all glory to God. So that's what I'm busy with. I'm, and then we do uh, training. We, we teach and equip the pastors um, on a evangelic outreach or, or reaching out to people, but mostly in plant, planting small home churches and growing from there. Um, yeah, and through lockdown, we have not been able to travel. Um, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we even traveled down to you only 600 kilometers and it took us two days. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, no, we, we really want to be back, but uh, unfortunately this virus has stopped us, but uh, we are planning on going back on, in October and we trust God that he will really open doors and borders and that we'll be able to go and meet up with our local um, leaders and uh, uh, they are just wonderful people. Like I said, if somebody wants to get involved to help with more church planting, the harvest, small churches like in Malawi, um, or any other place, how do they get hold of you? Um, maybe you can give an email address along with a phone number. My phone number is 082 Um and then they can just uh, link up on the website or go to Udia Harvest in South Africa, udiaharvest.co.za. Um, they're involved in church planting, training, and um, there is a hope ministry that Altia is involved in. There's more. Well, after Herman went 
in the lobby the first time he came back changed and I watched my husband wait for two years God really really touched his heart and I was and I was waiting for this wave to to cool down but it did not and then he started begging me to go with him and I didn't want to because I know something is going to happen there. <laughs> but he really kept on and I said, all right, I will go with you. And the same thing happened to me. And so I've got involved with him. And soon after that um, lockdown strike, and we were challenged by the leaders of Judea to say, what are we going to do in lockdown. We cannot just sit here and wait for this thing to pass. Life is going on and you need to make an impact. And I was sitting in my house and um, this I, I kept this uh, this words was ringing in my mind all along. What are you going to do? You cannot just sit here and wait. And that's where Judea Hope comes to mind. Now they do um, ECG training, they teach master trainers to teach teachers to teach the young, the nursery school um, age from two to six. And it's just to, to get these kids into a facility where you, you can teach them how to count and you can teach them a lot of things, but with the basis of the word. So whatever you want to teach them, you bring in the word, so from two, three years old, they get the word. And um, I was thinking maybe we should do this in Malawi, not really knowing the challenge that it's going to involve. And this thing was just, it was, I, I want to say, it, it pushed me constantly, do it, do it, do it. And I did, and I was so afraid. And then one day I picked up the phone and I phoned them and I said, all right, is this an option? I don't know if it's an option, but is it? And soon after that, I found myself sitting in a training, getting trained to do this. And then we went over to Malawi and we teach 40 people. We thought we were going for 10. And when we got there, there were 40. And we teach them, um, and it's, it's, it's a basic course, it's a very crash course kind of thing. Um, in South Africa, it's a course that they do over 10 months, and we had to do it in five days. Sure. So it was really exhausting. At the end of five days, I had no voice at all. I was like, <laughs> And I went home and I was so, oh my God, this is a mess. I. There's no way there can be success on this. And we did um, some reports just two weeks ago. And out of that five-day training, 10 schools started up from August, from October last year. And there are 500 kids in those 10 schools. And a lot of them are Muslim kids. They yeah. don't get... Just in case you wonder what the Word of God is, it's the Bible. You know, it's nothing else. There's no other book. It's just the Bible is the Word of God. So I was so overwhelmed. And I, well, I'm still, I can't, I can't believe that this is, this is the impact 
all that. And then I was so ashamed that I said, God, why did I, why did I even question you? Because you know what you are doing and you know what the impact is going to be. You just need some hands and feet. You don't need to have the wisdom. You don't need to have the knowledge. You don't need to have anything because you are only the instrument. And if God comes and use you, there will be success. So we are utilizing the buildings as nursery schools during the week. So it's like a community center. Uh, there are no buildings you know, similar to that other than a Muslim mosque. And um, so we reach out to the parents <laughs> uh, by uh, having the kids attend the, 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 the church uh, nursery school and then on Sunday the parents come and they hear the word of God and uh, uh, yeah, the feedback is absolutely phenomenal what God is doing um, and to Him the glory. We, <laughs> we are not clever enough, we are not good enough, we are not trained enough, uh, but uh, we are available. Yeah, that's awesome. I still want to go with you guys. I wish I could have these finances to grow next time. Because that's a big thing. We've got to finance to grow. We've got to build these churches and plenty of other. That's a financial thing. Obviously, we've got to figure the insurance and other resources that can help. Probably remotely, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's very remote. Uh, the area we operate in uh, is from the south, uh, close to the Zambezi River right up to the north um, and yeah it's, it stretches um, from the Mozambican border where all these Muslim activities are happening at the moment uh, in the north of Mozambique and uh, so this area uh, in, in that we also reach out to is just on the other side of this uh, Malawi mountain in, in the north and uh, it's in, in, some of the areas are 95% Muslims and that's where uh, you know, we are aiming to really uh, make a difference and reach out. And, and, and using the children, it is so effective. Fantastic. So let's get to tonight's show. We spent quite a bit of time on that. I like that. That's so, so, cool. so we're talking tonight, why should I forgive anyone? Why does it deserve it? What's up with forgiveness? Okay. Anyone tell me, somebody steals my money, why should I forgive them? On the spot, right there. Yeah, no, you've got me quiet. Um, <clears throat> and uh, obviously the listeners will know that we did not prepare for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, Walker shoots from the hip. <laughs> well, they, they stole your laptop five days ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, what, uh, they, yeah, but Let's look about that. <laughs> Why should you forgive them? Why do, who deserves to be forgiven them? Yeah, well, I've got no reason for to say. Uh, well, I, I, I should, I can't be forgiven for anything. Um, if I did something wrong, um, it's only God's grace or um, receiving grace from from somebody else. But if you, why should are you saying why should I forgive the guy that, that stole my laptop? Is that the question? That's the question. Why should you forgive someone? Why should, why should I extend my forgiveness to somebody else? Well, um, being born again and having Jesus as my older brother being my example, um, I 
think it's a it's a it's a commandment. It's not an option. It's not a choice. I don't have any. I don't have a choice in this. It's a matter of the word of God says you have to do this. Um, and being uh, obedient to that, and the word of God being obedient to that, um, I am just. Um, I just don't have an option. Um, I'm thinking of. Of, of, a, of a, one of my favorite scriptures in, in, in Matthew 5 um, where um, when somebody hurt you and he takes let's say he, he, he takes something from you um, the word of God and I enjoy the message Bible and it, 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 it's, it talks about um, you have to give him you have to give him what you know what he has taken. Let's say he has taken the attitude that I should have is something of um, gift wrapping my coat. The word talks about um, if somebody has uh, hurt you or um, you are at the receiving end of something bad, um, your attitude should be like, okay, well, don't just take it. The word of God says, well, you, you can say, well, okay, you can have my laptop. And that happened. My laptop is gone. But my attitude should be as if I must gift, gift wrap it and I must give it to him as, 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 a, as a gift, as a blessing. And actually, that's what I actually said on Sunday night to somebody. I said, well, it's a pity he didn't take the, the charger <laughs> because now, now he now has to now steal another charger. If he stole the charger um, and the mouse, everything he would have been equipped much better but now he's now he, if he had more of that he would have even got more money I don't know what's the reason why he started so my attitude and I mean it's, it's none, no, no, not because I'm anybody or good or whatever was well you blessed you blessed with a laptop that's fine so what I didn't do is I didn't gift wrap it he took it without gift wrapping <laughs> so uh, and that's the word of God um, I think I did open it here, but now I can't read it. I don't have my glasses. Ah, it says in the, one of the verses, it says, uh, "Let him bring the best out of you." What will be the best out of me? Not, you know, cursing or swearing or uh, yeah, yeah, or saying yeah. I hope, I hope you know a truck runs you over. It's. To bring the best out of me as a child of God, what will be my best is to be a blessing, to, to bless him with whatever he has taken. Uh, oh, that should be my attitude. And, um, I don't know. Did I? Well, if you don't forgive, you put yourself in jail. You're the one that um, you punish actually yourself by um, being tormented. Um, because you constantly live with this, this thing. Um, we all have a survival strategy and our survival strategies differ from each other. And you will live with that thing and you will bear the consequences until you forgive. That's my experience. Anyway. And I just realized at one stage that this is not worth it. Um, being in jail 
because of some something that somebody else did to me. Um, so, so when do I when do I read this book? I mean, let's go out the laptop, let's go the laptop, let's go to your bar, let's go into the mind. You've got it in your heart now. There's a principle I want to live by. I'm going to forgive this person. When do I do that? As soon as possible. <clears throat> yeah, well, well, immediately. As soon as you've realized or been hurt or been involved in whatever, it's a matter of immediate. Um, coming to the, to the realization, oh, well, I've, I've been hurt or something has, you know, somebody has done me wrong. Um, I was in court recently. Um, I bought a vehicle from a guy who obtained the documentation illegally. He fraudulently uh, took uh, his own photograph, put it on another guy's ID, and he obtained the paperwork of a vehicle, and it's close to 100,000 rand. Um, and uh, I don't know why he did it, but he had obviously some good enough reason to do this. And he sold me the vehicle, um, and uh, so I was in court, um, now trying to make a deal with the prosecutor to sell the car uh, so that, you know, I can just get some, recover some money. And when I was in court, I, I caught, my, my eye caught the guy who is now accused by the state of uh, being uh, a crook. And I thought to myself, I mean, he's really hurt. He's, he's in a position that he doesn't want to be. And maybe he didn't even choose to be. He was under some pressure or he had some loss on his own. Um, maybe he was hurt. And that's what affected his, his, act, his actions. Um, and I, I said to the, the police uh, um, detective that was with me, um, <coughs> and I said, you know, I think he's in a really bad position. And I really do feel sorry for him. Um, and I forgave him long ago, but that making eye contact with him and uh, uh, just seeing seeing him there in that I mean he's, he was such in such a bad emotional state, and I, my heart just went I went out to him. I thought, well, you know what, bless you. I I went home. I I wrote off the money, and I said, well, bless you. And it was not 24 hours later, within 24 hours. And I, this, I can't preach this as, as, as the gospel to say it will happen to somebody else. But it's a, it's a matter of an attitude of my heart. And within 24 hours, I received almost double the money back from my local government through a tax payback. <laughs> Gotta love your government. <laughs> And it, I can't say forgive and you'll be blessed, you know. <laughs> or if you listen to this podcast and share it with 10 people, you'll, have, you'll receive this, you know. <laughs> you can't. It's a matter of your No. No, never, never said a word. No, it's easy to say, you know, as soon as possible, immediately, 
it's not always that easy. Um, there's some uh, processes that you need to work through. So say for instance it's something uh, that shocked you. Then you have to deal with the shock maybe first. If that's your way of dealing with things. Um, maybe you are hurt and you need to heal physically. You are in hospital or whatever, something happened to you. So it's not that clear also to say as soon as possible, immediately. But I think the thing is, is just to realize, listen, something happened to me. I'm on the, the receiver end of this thing. And I can either be sitting here hanging on to this thing and this thing can become my security. Or I can let it go and start the healing process. So in some instances it will be this easiest thing to say, ah, let's, let, let's get rid of this and I forgive you and you don't even have to answer or ask um, for anything. But the thing is to realize that I am the one that is suffering and I'm going to keep on suffering if I don't deal with this. So that's why I'm saying, for me it's deal with it as soon as possible. Start the process. Sometimes it will take you, a, it's a quick thing I just say, um, you know, you don't even have to ask for forgiveness but it's fine, I'll forgive you. Or you need to start um, the healing process, start setting free, start letting go, start working through the emotions. Do what you have to do to get healed, to get um, relief, to, to just, just start the process. Well, you know, I'm just thinking of, of a, a taxi. In South Africa, the taxis do very strange things at intersections. Um, and, um, uh, you know, at traffic lights and all of that. Our taxis are minibuses, by the way. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a minibus, mini, minibus filled with 18 or 19 people in it. Um, and uh, so this guy will push you off a road or he will um, do something illegal and you know, that, that keeps you from progressing in the traffic or whatever, you know, getting through an intersection or... You'll make a gap where there's no gap. Yes, and, and, and I mean now you can now choose to say, listen, uh, you can go, it's fine. Um, and Or you can say no. <laughs> No, it's my it's my it's my turn. I want it my turn now. But then you know he's got three friends following him because immediately there's a gap. Um, you know they will follow, and and then you will be you know falling three or four places behind in the traffic line, and you will miss the opportunity to cross the, the I mean the, the the traffic light that's actually green for you. But I mean if you if you delay the process. Um, to say, uh, well, uh, I, I, I will do it tomorrow. It's uh, then you will sit with whatever you yeah, you have as a person to deal with in your own heart. Um, in my mind, letting him go, and, you know, setting him free immediately. Um, he's maybe got a reason for that, but you don't. You're not aware. Of. He's got a pregnant uh, or a sick person or whatever. You know, there are many things that we don't know. Um, and I just choose to immediately let him go. I mean, you can get upset, 
but uh, within with sin and um, being disobedient, you know, there's always consequences. <laughs> and uh, if you if you now start, listen, I'm going to get upset. Then your driving style changes. You are more harsh on your acceleration and braking, and you are more prone to make mistakes. The next thing you make a mistake and you run into somebody that was also innocent, but because of the choice that you made, because somebody else you know pushed in front of you at the, the road. It could happen in a queue in the bank or the shop or whatever. You know, it's a matter of doing it now, getting rid of it, so that your actions do not influence the stuff that happens you know, maybe later in the day. So what is forgiveness? What is forgiveness? So we're saying we're going to forgive a guy because God commands us to forgive. The Bible says we follow following Jesus' example. He hangs on the cross and we want to apologize and we forgive. But what is forgiveness? Setting free. Setting free that guy that did whatever to you and setting yourself free from that burden. Um, it's like a um, power bank. If you don't, it's like putting this poison, this thing that happened to you, in a little capsule, <clears throat> storing it away. And that memory bank has only, of the power bank, has only this capacity. And then tomorrow or the next day, something happened again. You put another capsule in. You're saving it. I'm not going to deal with it. It's too sore. I'm afraid of what people will say if they know I've been raped or if this has happened or that. The guilt, the shame. Um, so you, you, you just put it away, put it away. But that thing gets full. And you can take a little bit out of it and you charge and you take out and you charge. But it um, builds up this memory and it takes a less charge every time you charge it. So this is not forgiving, it's like putting it in the bank, putting it in the bank, and that builds up that memory. And you, you get a less capacity every time. And then in one day in your life, nobody knows where and how old you will be, but this thing explodes because you cannot take anything more. It's been built up and built up and built up. And this... I like, I like, I like your example. And these things tend to explode at the most unwelcome stage in your life. And it just sets you in another position where you are ashamed um, and you, you, you still need to deal with this thing. So as soon as you deal with it, the less, um, the less you store up for a later day. That's why. Yeah, that's quite, a, that's quite a technical thing that you've touched on. So for the men out there, <laughs> for the men out there, we, you need to have less uh, of these old technology batteries in your system, meaning um, that uh, you know it builds up a memory charge, and eventually one day it becomes useless. Yeah, I like your example, and and then it's actually stops working completely and you cannot get anything out of it or worse and or yeah. even worse even can worse can we call that bitterness? 
yeah, it's like a poison. Yeah, I mean, it's slowly, slowly poisoning you. Yeah. Okay, to begin this, you're saying when we forgive, we forgive. Why we forgive? We forgive because we are commanded to forgive. Jesus doesn't recommend it; he commands you to forgive. Second, when we forgive, we don't wait for an apology. We forgive as soon as possible. Get the process started. It could be emotional, or it could be an easy thing to forgive. Um, it could be a difficult thing. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is letting somebody go, setting somebody free. You follow? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, setting them free, but becoming free in the state, uh, free yourself through the process. Um, okay. I'll yeah. ask one more. Anyone of you? Two. Let somebody's listening now. Okay, or maybe you're listening on the podcast afterwards, and somebody has harmed you, hurt you, molested you, raped you. Stolen, killed your spouse, killed your kids. Uh, the worst thing in the world has happened to you. The worst thing has happened to this person. Okay. What will you say to that person? Number one. And number two, will you pray for them? And what will you say to them? Tia, will you pray for them? Can we do it like that? You comfortable doing that? One of the things that I've, I've, I've read and, and, and um, really try and act on is when we follow Jesus we should be like him. In Romans 5 uh, is the, the best example of God's heart for a lost world. And knowingly what they will do to him, sending his son to be crucified. Um, and I think God as a father already said I will forgive. Whatever they do to him, I will have to set them free. I will wipe away their sin, all the transgressions, anything, all the hurt that they will do to my son. I'm willing to send my son. And, and Jesus was willing to come and say, Father, I'll be obedient. I will listen to your command. I will go. I will, I will come. Uh, Live between the people, um, and as a human being, take the punishment of the world, and that is just the, you know, the process of grace being shown uh, from God to say He knew that they were what we're going to still do. He knows He knew He knew that beforehand, and that is something we don't. I don't know who's the next guy that will hurt me or, or do something bad or all the things that you've now said. But I think if we can just get to a place to say, uh, I am willing, I, I, I will do that. I will put myself um, in a position to say, I will forgive whatever happens next to me. Um, I don't know if that answers your question 100% but it's a matter of an attitude hurt people hurt people uh, so as soon as you can get rid of the hurt yourself and, 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 and put your mind at a place and your attitude and your heart to say God I will follow you I will be obedient I will I will, I will also give the grace that I have received um, it will just make it so much easier um, and 
uh, it's easier for me to say, uh, easy maybe for me to say, to say this because I haven't had somebody murdering me or somebody doing something really bad maybe to me, but um, I think as soon as we can start and, 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 and learn and then you know, have this process to say that I, I am willing, God, I will do that. Father, we just want to come to you We want to bring every single person that is struggling to forgive, to set free before you. We want to come and just pray with them and stand in faith so that they will have the courage to start the process. If they can do it immediately, wonderful. Let them set free and let them forgive and let them receive the forgiveness and the, the freeing of that action. But Father, if they struggle, if they think if I forgive, I approve of what this man or woman has said to me or my family, will you just please minister to them, let them understand that it's not the case. If we forgive, we are not approving of what happened with us. And Father, help them to understand that I will become free if I forgive. And Father, help them to get the courage to say, I will do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know how I will get through this. I don't know what life will be on the other end of forgiveness. I know what I know now. I've got the security in the hurt at least, but so that they can understand that they will be free. They will be able to start again and rebuild their lives. They will be able to find love again. And as I'm saying this, I, I can hear the voice that says, you cannot replace not a matter of replacing, it's a matter of starting new, trusting God that whatever He has in store for me, it will be good, because He's a good Father that only wants to give us good things. And if you don't know Him in that way, I'm also praying with you that you will get to know Him in that way, that you will hear our testimony that he's a good father that wants to give you good things and that you will trust our testimony about him and start to know him in that way because that's what he is and father just help them to let go to set free to forgive and if they have to do it a thousand times then we'll do it if it takes a thousand times to be free, then I'll do it a thousand times. And some days it's just only once, but whatever amount, just help us to get to that place where we can say that I'm really free. I've dealt with this thing, and I've set this man free, and I'm truly free. And Father, I just want to pray with them that they will be able to, and that they can let you come into their hearts and heal, that you will just minister them and take away their hurt. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is the naked pastor. He has your naked truth. Jesus.
Jesus who gave on the cross without being apologized to. No one said I'm sorry. Whether you like it or not, God says that if you will not forgive, neither will I forgive you. Matthew 6, 15. And Jesus teaches us to pray. Whether we like it or not, that we should pray. Father, forgive us our trespasses and forgive those who trespass against us. I don't forgive. I imprison myself. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Keep well.